you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got the bad boys here with me and welcome to Three Count. We have three great topics uh, for this show and we hope you uh, you enjoy it as well. If you happen to be watching us live, feel free to put in your comments and as we see fit, we will try to get them on. But if you're listening to us on uh, podcast thank you for downloading thank you for listening and most importantly thank you for telling others about us as we are continuing to grow all right and we won't do it we won't be able to do any of that without you so we thank you for that let's jump right into our three count it's time vegas bad boys of podcasting present one two three count talk count talk baby the first one comes from USA Today, and it is titled How Dark Side of the Ream Allowed Professional Wrestlers a Glimpse into Their Tough World. So I'm just going to read you a little, some highlight because it's a pretty big uh, article. So let me just go over a few things. It talks about that it's a profession that comes with a lot of bumps and bruises, and that's just not in the ring. Uh, the producers and close friends, Evan Husney and Jason uh, Esner, uh, are the ones who are putting it together. Uh, it, w- it was quoted that we noticed that this world is so rich with these undiscovered stories. And it's such a fascinating world because you have characters that live two lives, Husney said. People, especially in the 80s, had to live their gimmicks and had to maintain uh, maintain. Uh, in and out of the ring and then go home and be dad or mom or whatever. And that to us was just super interesting. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring has stayed true to his name in exploring the dark realities of wrestling, including the death of Owen Hart and the double murder and suicide of Chris Benoit. And Esner said that we didn't want episodes to just end on on just being dark we wanted there to be some reasons for some hope or something for people to learn from in the end and then it concludes saying that in the past performers had to live their characters in and out of the ring um, to keep their mystique alive which Husney said didn't allow them to feel or deal with real emotions that mixed with the amount of travel and pain has significant psychological impacts on these performers and it's not limited to their careers And many former wrestlers have filed lawsuits against WWE for failing to protect them from repeated head injuries that led to long-term brain damage. Quote, the abuse these guys are putting themselves through have been for decades. They are risk takers on different levels, end quote, says Diamond Dallas Page. 
And then, quote, the toughest thing for ex-wrestlers is to try to find something that makes them feel the way they did when they were in the ring. And you compound that often with damage that we may have taken to the head. It makes depression a real problem among wrestlers, end quote, Foley says. We don't get thought of as regular as the bigger or more traditional sports. So the way of these concerns is addressed and dark side of the ring is why these wrestlers think that it's good for the sport. So, fellas, I got a couple of questions to ask you. I'm going to kick it off first for with you, Sin City. Steve, I mean, wrestling fans, I mean, I, I, many of the fans do enjoy dark side of the ring. Um, but, I mean, do you feel that it, it, it could be more of a disservice by exposing some of the negativity? What's your thoughts on that? No, I don't think that at all. In fact, I think the exact opposite. Okay. Um, I think that people want to know the good and the bad about professional wrestling. Um, I mean, let's face it. Everyone wants to know more than what they tell us on TV. Mm -hmm. That's why there are dirt sheets. That's why we do, you know, that's why podcasts blew up um, because there was a demand from wrestling fans to Mm -hmm. know more than just what, comes through in the lens of WWE or AEW or, you know, any, any promotion in particular. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, the, these, these stories that are being told on dark side of the ring. Um, I think that they quite frankly need to see the light of day. Yeah. And I think that it's doing wrestling fans a service um, because if nothing else, this just underscores the fact that these superheroes are regular people yeah and you know it it, just as regular people may stumble and fall right you know if they get back up then that's what really is important sure same thing with with professional wrestlers for sure let me ask you uh simon street have have you ever felt or even questioned your love for the business because we love this business a lot but after watching any of these episodes have you just been like man you know why do I love this so much? You know, is it should I should I be enjoying this so much now that I'm seeing the effects of what I've been exposed to? Um, for me, yeah, it definitely does uh, make make me not so much question uh, uh, my love for the business, but also just how I feel overall. Mm-hmm. It, it it's actually deepened my appreciation for the business because, uh. It's interesting whenever you're able to see this type of production take place and it's it's not from WWE. So, you know, it's not cleaned up or, you know, uh, tied down to, you know, we want to make sure we we we, we uh, don't tell certain stories, but tell certain stories, you know. Right. Um, so you get you're, you're getting a lot of authentic uh, firsthand testimonies. You're getting a lot more deeper perspective from people that normally wouldn't even be asked or called if it were like a WWE or for was other promotions. Yeah. Um, but for me, it really, I really do appreciate every person that, that, that laces up and gets in that ring, whether it's the Indies, but especially like, you know, uh, you know, mainstream, because you leave a lot in your personal life to go pursue your dreams. You know, you, you, you leave a lot, you, you basically roll the dice and gamble with fate sometimes with some of the spots and in some of the encounters. And although right now we see the product as 
you know, a little bit more organized, a little bit more to where some of these stories aren't, you know, taking place. But we're starting to see long time ago, mm-hmm. man, it, it was really just in some place in some of these stories, uh, just lawless. Um, you know, you could find yourself in a sticky situation. And um, the best part is we're starting to see a lot of those stories on the road uh, from people who, you know, basically paved the way for what we see today and, mm-hmm. and realize it wasn't safe as it was today's product. So it makes me appreciate it nonetheless uh, about what these people put on to entertain me. And I appreciate them with such a great high esteem. Yeah, no doubt. Let me ask you, uh, Matt Michaels, it, it mentioned in your article, Jason Esner, again, he's one of the producers of the show. He said that, quote, we didn't want episodes to just end on just being dark. We wanted there to be some reasons for some hope or something for people to learn from in the end, uh, end quote. So I guess my question is to you is, do you feel that they are doing a good job showing that hope or positive message on each episode that is aired? And uh, I think, you know, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing a good job. Um, the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough line because what you also don't want to do is um, make a fairy tale ending to something that might not be a fairy, fairy tale ending. You sure. Know? Um, I, I, you know, I, I know that a lot of people will always go towards, well, WWE controls narrative. That's true. Um, but in any situation, the documentarians hold the um, the narrative. Mm-hmm. That's what their job is. So this is um, a little, you know, more of a look through also, uh, you know, people who for the most part, you know, like the upcoming episode uh, where they talk about the Korea trip and WCW, mm-hmm. for the most part, the guys um, are still around, you know, but um, a lot of these episodes, uh, when they deal with someone who's passed away, um, they're not able to speak for themselves. So right. this is the only way you can, um, you know, have uh, those stories get out there by having uh, friends and family and people who've worked with them uh, give the stories. Um, what I find it interesting is, is this. Um, so Dark Side of the Ring um, started off with a uh, Macho Man documentary, the Macho and Liz story, essentially. Mm-hmm. A&E, on their new thing with WWE, they just told the Macho Man story and there was backlash about what the um, what the actual storytelling ended up being like. And it's interesting because no matter what you do in that situation, you can have two documentaries that basically say the same thing, but in different styles. Right. And everyone is going to have this opinion or that opinion about it not portraying the characters the people in the light that they see it Mm -hmm. so it's interesting because i think that it educates people who might not know wrestling but for wrestling fans you've already made up your mind sure 
So it's hard to separate that too. Cause honestly, if you think about it, um, you know, if you say so-and-so is, uh, was a, a heroin addict, right. But that was your childhood, you know, hero. Yeah, right. Yeah. What are you, you know, how are you going to feel about that? Sure. So sure. I, I think it represents it in the best light possible. Um, the episode that just aired was Nick Gage. Um, and you can even look at that and say, you know, it focused on about three main, you know, things that has happened in his life and his career, maybe four. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, you have to, when you do documentaries, you have to take the big things. So, right, yeah. There might be things that you don't hear about the person because of the fact that they have to get to the the stuff that is, uh, you know, the prominence. Sure. But yeah. they do a good job, man. No doubt. All right. Let's move over into our second count. And this one comes from lastwordonsports.com. And it's titled, Raw, Why Magic Needs to Stay Out of Pro Wrestling. So... He starts off, uh, and and of course this this is talking about this past week's Raw. So hopefully you have uh, watched it. Uh, but he talks a little bit about uh, Shayna Baszler. He says uh, she's a legitimate badass, an ex MMA fighter who's competing in UFC. Uh, she boasts about her MMA record: fifteen win, eleven losses, which is making her pound for pound one of the most legitimate female talents there's ever been within WWE. Uh, in NXT, she was booked to showcase this embarking on uh, the second lengthiest reign, which, of course, was just behind uh, Asuka in the history of the NXT's Women's Championship. And uh, following her debut on Raw in February 2020, where she famously massacred Becky Lynch, causing the man to bleed prof- uh, profusely from neck with her teeth. And then uh, she and then she was booked like a monster initially defeating ex-rival uh, Kyrie Sane, and um, she destroyed Asuka, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and the Elimination Chamber. So, you know, he just runs down just, uh, you know, just how great uh, that Shayna Baszler is. But then it, goes, it also says that nowadays she's being pinned by Naomi and Lana as the fall girl of her team with Nia Jax. Also, to make matters worse, she is now the victim of voodoo assault. Okay, and he, they talk about how you know there are instances within pro wrestling where magic has been done right, and uh, apparently that has happened in Lucha Underground, uh, primarily because a lot of their matches were uh, cinematic. But uh, apparently, that is something that is not doesn't come off right when you're doing something live. He ends saying that, you know, Alexa Bliss is not the problem. He wanted to make sure that was clear. She has been good to great in the role and deserve deserve plaudits for her acting. However, whether because it's on non-cinematic wrestling show live on Monday Night Raw or because it simply does not work in 2021, it needs to end. The Raw women's division has struggled at times in the absence of Becky Lynch, and the division must not act as a backdrop to Alexa Bliss' supernatural feud with Bray Wyatt, nor should anyone in the women's division become embroiled in a supernatural feud 
with Bliss. If she's continuing on this gimmick, it needs to be kept as far away from the rest of the division as possible, or it risks causing terminal damage to a division which has the potential to be great if booked right. Over the past year, it has not been booked well, and adding to the fiendish shenanigans of Bliss and Wyatt does not benefit anyone. Stop the magic. All right. Simon Street. Is uh, is this gimmick uh, something that needs to be stopped immediately because it just doesn't make sense and doesn't come off well on the TV? Uh, I think that uh, although the author of this, which was what, uh, Nicholas George, is entitled to his opinion, uh, he definitely, toward the end of that article, got pretty emotional in his writing. But no, it shouldn't, because, uh, uh, you know, magic has been a part of some of the greater things uh, in wrestling in the past and, you know, moving forward in the present, it seems to be doing okay. Uh, I do think that there are certain people on the roster that can fit the bill for a booking like that, if magic is used, per se, or the concept of it. And there's certain people who, who, who don't, and it just doesn't seem like it carries well um, to us. But that's just my opinion on it. I don't think magic should be taken out at all. Mm-hmm. I think this one is okay. It, it was a little bit lost in translation, I feel, with the whole, you know, uh, her coming out on the swing and everything. But it's just, that wasn't bad. So I say keep the magic, like Disney. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you, uh, uh, Sin City. Um, I don't know. I mean, so we were watching a match, and Shayna all of a sudden can't walk, and <laughs> leg looked like maybe she's turned it or twisted or, or, or something's going on. I mean, is it is maybe should okay? Should they be using it if they're going to use it? Should it be maybe on someone else? Maybe not on Shayna. Maybe they're using the wrong person. Uh, what's your take on this? On this? the storyline that they seem to be going in. Do you think the author is right? It just should be not in it. Actually, I, I agree with the author. Um, Mm. I think that um, magic as a whole should be uh, reserved for only rare occasions. Um, And obviously we're coming out of the pandemic. We're coming out of a situation where we, uh, the pandemic birthed cinematic matches realistically on the scale that they're using them um, over the last few months to the year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there have been other cinematic matches done in the past, but on, on the, on the grand scheme of things, there've been a whole hell of a lot of uh, cinematics uh, that have been done in many different federations that those types of matches, I don't have a problem with necessarily, you know, magic here and there, that kind of a thing. But I do draw the line at the, you know, live action uh, kind of a thing. Sure. Um, It took me out of that tag match on Raw completely. Mm. Okay. Um, Like, I I, I was, it was an okay match. I didn't really think too much of it. But, you know, then, you know, the Papa Shango type stuff starts going on. Next thing you know, she's going to be spitting up black fucking uh, liquid (laughs) out of her mouth. Um, So, Uh I mean... Yet, I didn't like it when WWE did that previously. Um, I don't really care for it too much now. I mean, it's 
I, my only hope is that as we come out of the pandemic, that we see this stuff less and less. And quite frankly, I think that when more and more fans come back to um, the, the audiences, when WWE starts an actual touring schedule, it's going to be more difficult for them to do magic in traditional matches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if that's the way that everything goes, I'm fine with it. But, yeah, I, I'd prefer to not have any magic on the show. Well, uh, Matt Michaels, you have someone that says, look, I uh, I don't have a problem with magic. Uh, you got someone else that says, uh, yeah, it should not be in it, which I guess you could become the tiebreaker. But what is your take on this whole thing? I mean, is this really coming off that bad on TV? Is it something that's viable to the uh, viable to the fan? Like when you watch this, are you... Does is it really engaging? Um, or if 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 not, what how should they if they do stop it? Where does Alexa Bliss go from there? Where how do they turn the storyline? What's your take on this whole story about it? Should just not it just needs to stop? Well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, HIV couldn't take magic out of it. So you know, oh my gosh! Oh oh no no! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm reading here and I just kind of slipped. Um, wow. Didn't know what you guys were talking about there for dinner. That was good though. That was good. Um so for first let me make a um I I love when you have these things with the authors and then you can click on who the author is. And uh Nicholas uh George is a Welsh historian teacher of religious education and freelance journalists covering professional wrestling and European football. <laughs> so DJ, wow. good job uh, finding qualified. Uh, yeah, this this guy. <laughs> um, you know, so to me, um, doing supernatural stuff is not any more ridiculous than having. Uh, a bunch of grown men running around in masks calling themselves the dark order with absolutely <laughs> no ties to black magic. So That's I mean, point. it's wrestling, it, you know, it's entertainment. Uh, not everything has to be fucking shoot fighting. Um, and the reason Papa Shango didn't work was not because the Papa Shango thing wasn't great. The, the character was fucking cool as hell. Yeah, it was. was really awesome. And you could see kids' faces, man. They were scared. And it, it was good, except for one thing. They used the magic on the ultimate warrior. Who can't fucking execute, you know, jack shit <laughs> and acting skills? The guy just did not have that in him. So it, in a sense, just killed that fucking character, Papa Shango, because the warrior just was not great at responding to it but i love the fact that this guy just is like oh they shouldn't do it it's horrible Hmm. but you know what they did good recently is that uh graveyard match with uh the undertaker and aj and uh boy there's some other things that work great it's like dude pick a fucking lane if you're thinking that this shouldn't be done anymore then how can you say that that you know, but it, those were, but those I think he was saying were cinematic though. Regardless if it's cinematic, listen, the Undertaker didn't have a cinematic match until thirty years into his career. True that. So, and listen, this is the guy who has been very alive. He's been in bo- boiler room fights. 
He's been um, essentially ascended to the heavens after a casket was, you know, <laughs> set on fire. And yet no one's going, well, that was corny, you know? So I think first off, uh -huh. we haven't even seen where this is going. And thank you, Uncle Bruce, for listening to me and getting it out there that the doll should have some kind of powers if we go back here. Bruce is listening because, um, like I said, Alexa shouldn't even touch anyone yet. Let Lily do the fucking stuff. Um, and Steve, I know you hate it, but you also had a jump scare the other day. You know, was it two weeks ago? So <laughs> it's 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 well, um... it's fun. <laughs> It's something different. You know, Chris asked a question. He says, Alexa Bliss was able to get over for years without using magic. At this point of her career, does the magic gimmick gimmick elevate her further or de-push her? How would you answer? It makes it makes her a movie star. I'm telling you, she's gone in two years. You're not going to yep. see Alexa Bliss on oh TV. Oh, my God. Everyone's leaving becoming movie stars or wrestlers. Well, think about that for a second. There's a lot of money to be made <laughs> because you're, they're already prepped. They can do their own stunts possibly, and they have the charismatic to hold torch. Shit, I don't want to get too much off, but I'm just saying, you know who's going to be Johnny Cage in the next Mortal Kombat film? I guarantee it's going to be The Miz probably. Yeah, I said it. I Possibly said it. if he's if he's alive after the zombies ate him. Yeah, the zombies ate <laughs> him. Right. <laughs> You know. Magic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> hey, hey! If only he could have used those zombies to handle his vasectomy, he could have saved himself a lot of money. <laughs> Interesting. Of you know, watch the show. I get it. <laughs> here, here's, uh, yeah, that's that's a good reference. And actually, I think Mrs. Dad is more of a vasectomy to his love life now, being yeah. that he's moved in. But uh, the the honest answer, I'm, gonna, I'll, I'll, I think this is really amazing what's the last time alexa bliss had to wrestle a match in a minute been a hot minute been a long time and not a single one of us is going boy her career is going nowhere she's a fucking star mm -hmm. and all she has to do is sit on a fucking swing rock on a swing and have a doll next to her who is the instigator of everything that's going on <laughs> And number and you, two, no, it's cool. She can actually yeah. wrestle. Right. But she, see, the coolest thing is now you don't even have to worry about covering up any, um, you know, listen, Charlotte Flair is a giant next to Alexa, right? So Alexa's not the biggest. She's not the toughest, but she really has every skill that encompasses her being a good pro wrestling talent the other thing with this that i think this guy missed the whole mark on mm -hmm. shayna again she's a fucking mvp because you look at the way she sold that it wasn't an over like oh oh like she didn't know why she couldn't get her leg up mm -hmm. she was like it was like in cement a lot of good actors can't even fucking do that. Right. So it gives Shayna a little bit more depth. Let her play. Let's see what happens. All right. Maybe it will bring badass Shayna back, you know? 
They that, that's what wrong. we need. That's what we need. Shit. So, but it's too. It's so fucking early. It's so fucking early. Um, and, and and trust me. I mean, if this guy was my Welsh history theological professor in college, I would probably be giving him shit too. So. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Well, I tell you what, mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, I'd rather see her in this Alexa Bliss than what she was doing with for the longest time with Nikki Cross back and forth, back and forth. That that oh, was yeah. agonizing. And we haven't seen the re- reemergence of Nikki Cross on the main show yet. She just started coming back and being used on um on the uh, like the main event type show. Well, so, I tell you what, she better not try to be friends because Lily gonna take a little ass out. Well, that's that's what what's going to be interesting. They're they're actually that would be kind of. Uh, there you go, Mister Bridge. Use that shit. Yeah. I want to be your friend, Lily. Take her ass out. You know, you see her for like six months. All right, all right. Oh, and by and by the and by the way, I, and this guy focused in on like the WWE. Mm-hmm. He didn't mention Sue Young. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about fucking ridiculous, right? Sue Young, Susie, Sue, you know, Mick Foley, Mankind mm-hmm. going into, you know, Dude Love into Cactus, Mick. So there are all these different instances of it being used. So um, just just relax, relax, man. Have a Welch's soda. There you go. Isn't it grape juice? Grape juice, right? Welch's grape soda. Yeah. Man. Is that what you're drinking when you're high? I mean, is that like no, but but I'm assuming that's what he drinks since he's a Welsh historian. Okay, so our third and last topic. This should be really, really, really fun. Um, When we're going to come to Matt Michaels uh, first on this, it's from the SportsRush.com, and it's titled "That WWE Fans' Average Highest IQ Among Sports Fans According to the New Study." It says that WWE fans average highest IQ among sports fans, according to the new study, and the study was conducted across six different sports in the U.S. WWE fans have been long mocked for their interest in wrestling. Sports entertainment, as Vince McMahon likes to call it, isn't looked favorably by the mainstream audience due to the scripted nature of the sport. Fans are generally considered to not be too bright, a recent study However, seems to indicate that other, otherwise. How to Bet recently conducted a study on fans of six different sports. The results suggest that WWE have fans with the highest average IQ. The six sports taken into consideration were WWE, baseball, ice hockey, football, basketball, and motor racing. And WWE fans averaged... An IQ of 112.6. This was the highest among the six fan bases. Ice hockey was a close second with 112.3. Basketball and football were third and fourth with 110.7 and 105.9 respectively. And baseball was fifth with 101.3 while motor racing was bottom of the pile with 95.2. Oh, you NASCAR drivers, I tell you. Huh. Okay. That's the story. Matt Michaels, according to this, maybe that's why you're so uh you know, you're really quick with it. I mean, you got a very high cue for uh for being a, a WWE wrestling fan. 
Tell me about it. What do you think of this article, man? Well, thank God they didn't uh, ask AEW fans about their <laughs> IQ or else would have been out the fucking shark. at like 200. I mean, and they would have told you so. <laughs> Despite Damn. your sarcasm. Poking out the gate. Um, oh, God. I, so I find it kind of ironically hysterical that they, they take the fan base of five legitimate comp- competitive sports and then let's throw wrestling in there which draws the most diverse group that you're going to draw from because it's athletic meets entertainment right great i find it amazing that any one of us probably would have said the lowest IQ is race car fans, <laughs> which is, I mean, like that's, that's what you think of. Um, so I, I don't know if it even qualifies to put it in there, but um, in, in, in the end, it's a fun little, you know, little poll. Um, it's interesting. I think, baseball fans being fifth um is very funny to me because baseball fans are the most statistically based fan base (laughs) so you would figure that their Mm -hmm. IQs would be a little more than but hockey fans um i mean hockey fans uh on on your your average i think are usually college educated fans so that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball and football is kind of right in there. You know, basketball should be a little bit above football. But, um, you know, wrestling fans, to the contrary of um, the opinion of um, the idea that wrestling fans are white trash, um, which basically it's funny because essentially – you would think from the stigma that wrestling fans are race car fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's, that's why this article is written as kind of like, Oh, this is so surprising. But you know, again, the, the, the thing is, is that if, if you're only also focusing on WWE fans, the honest answer is if you put even more fans into that, that are in all the, the other promotions, um, you're probably bringing that number up a little bit as well. So I, I, I think that the, the joke of the wrestling fan is an idiot. Um, end it when wrestling fans started becoming smarts mm. because it's better to show your superiority than to be the bottom feeder. All right. Well, let me let me ask you, wow. Sin City. Um, on her um, chat, Chris says, "Hey, as South Park proved, all motorsport racers just guzzle Vagisil and only know how to turn left." <laughs> Amen. And and by the way, wait, wait, wait. That is a. Gra- I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> South Park in their wrestling episode where they had the backyard mm-hmm. wrestling, which was all a Shakespearean theater and never mm-hmm. wrestling. <laughs> that is your wrestling fan. Right. They're yeah. smarter than just the blood and guts. 
Okay. No, he's, he's no right. pun. No he's pun intended, right? No pun intended. No pun intended. Okay. <laughs> Blood and guts. Let me go over to you. Um, <laughs> um, See, uh, I'm so smart. I didn't even think of making that. Right. <laughs> that just happened. Uh, all right, uh, Sissy, what's, what's your take on this, man? Uh, apparently, you're very bright, too, but uh, uh, race car drivers are, are not. What's going on? Hey, man, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really put a whole lot of stock into surveys like these, <laughs> um, but it is, it is kind of fun to dispel that, that myth, uh, as Michaels had mentioned, of – you know, the, the white trash, uh, soap opera for men, AKA professional wrestling. Um, so I, it's for me, this is just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this, uh, not so pleasantly surprised by the placement of other fans. Um, obviously I don't want to, uh, disparage any, uh, any of our wonderful listeners that may or may not, uh, <laughs> you know, enjoy watching people make left turns. So, uh, yeah. Um, no, it, 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 this is definitely welcome. Um, I think that, you know, when, when Matt had mentioned, um, when fans, you know, wanted to become smart marks and stuff like that, um, there's obviously, you know, he was, you know, making a humorous statement, but legitimately there's not another fan base that's out there that is as absorbed and wrapped up into the lore, the culture, um, whatever um, canon mythos that exists for professional wrestling. Um, You're going to have professional wrestling fans that will travel all over the world just to do it. And just to go see wrestle kingdom in Japan, just to go to WrestleMania. So they are the most dedicated fan base. And a lot of times, why are they the most dedicated because there's such a huge body of work that people can draw from. And there is lore that can affect you in any walk of life, any upbringing, any kind of social status that you're in, you can identify with somebody on one of those rosters. Right. And that can be your reason for being a fan. Yeah. Simon street. Uh, I mean, your IQ, man, I don't know. It's kind of between high and middle because you're kind of like this basketball football. You always claiming saints, but then you're a wrestling fan too. So you're kind of in between. I don't know. What's your take on this story, man? Uh, DJ, DJ, he spells, he spells IQ E Y E C U E. Hey man, they don't teach you everything in a master's course. All right, man. Spelling is definitely not one of the, the, the things that got me my master's degree, thankfully. Otherwise, I probably would have bought it in a in, in I don't know, on Amazon. But uh, you know what? I, I will say it, it, these I really I'm just like Sensei Steve. I don't really put a lot of stock into a lot of these uh these polls and stuff like that. It's interesting, it's exciting, but you know, it may not be hundred percent factual on every single thing. But uh, when I first saw it on first glance, I was like, okay, so Canadians are probably smarter than mostly everybody because of hockey and freaking wrestling. (laughs) Uh, And I kind of noticed, I was like, oh, damn, I guess Canadians are smart. I don't know. Uh, Also, too, the interesting thing uh, enough is um, I'm from originally from Louisiana, and I have a lot of people, uh, some people in my family, 
uh, particularly on my mother's side that watch NASCAR. I have friends who watch NASCAR and some of them, I find them to be intelligent. So they must be part of the smaller percentage of NASCAR fans, according to this poll. Um, what I will say is this. I think it's amazing that when I think of this article too, I think of the word uh, uh, intellectually stimulating. And I think a lot of us sometimes we, and, and that's not to say that football doesn't get like that, because I think one thing that was not accounted for is the percentage of people who do, uh, particularly NFL, fantasy football. Those motherfuckers are really, really, really intelligent and really are stimulated by the sport, by looking at stats, looking at what are some situations going on in the locker room. So I feel like this poll didn't talk about that. But when you talk about wrestling because that's what we're talking about, is a lot of us do get schmarky at times. We don't want to admit it. It's almost like being an asshole to some degree, but it's fun. It's fun to indulge in a smart-like behavior and, and, and set up your own booking, you know what I mean, or look at and, and think we kind of understand what the, uh, you know, the industry really is when in all actuality we, we might be off. It's fun. It's stimulating. So I think that goes into account of why that IQ rating is high, because the more you stimulate it, the more you're challenging, even if for the most part, a, a, you know, a fan may say, hey, well, you know what? This person's going to go over on this in, in this match because this is what's good for business and whatnot. They're stimulating their brain, even though it's make-believe, you know, for the most part. And I think that's why, why that, 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 you know, that poll kind of shows is, you know, we're not just people that look at a product that everybody thinks largely is make-believe or not fun. There's tons of acting. There's tons of, of, of stunt work that takes calculation, you know, um, manipulate to some degree i look at wrestling as manipulators of gravity at times they manipulate and torque their bodies you know what i mean they make us believe that an arm bending at a certain degree level really hurts so it's a lot that goes into it and so leave it as short wrestling fans are smart <laughs> they're fucking but, smart all right okay <laughs> but the, you know the the interesting thing here though is that you got to realize we're, we're not talking about the direct relation to the sports or the, you know, or to wrestling in terms of the IQ itself. They, they obviously were given IQ tests. So my big thing is that if you look at WCW, um, they ended up running the uh, weekly college party during the Monday Night War era. A lot of the wrestling fans are college educated people. And it just comes down and think about that. That makes sense too, because these are the same people who have families who, you know, you obviously have to have a decent job if you're taking, you know, three, four kids to, uh, you know, a wrestling event where it's costing, you know, a million dollars just to go see you know zombies and uh voodoo uh, and by the way we are the smartest fans even though we have right. zombies and voodoo so. absolutely all right thank you guys for uh for participating in those discussions that was uh that was awesome and thank you all in the chat so a lot of chatting going on in the uh chat room so we uh uh shout out to all of you as well um I guess that is going to be our three count. Um, we'll give our final thoughts. And um, I guess my final thought would be, I just want everybody to definitely be careful out there as they are, you know, we've now kind of uh, lifted the mask wearing. And so, you know, out here, 
the, just this past weekend, you know, everyone quickly threw that mask off and uh, and just, um, you know, back to living a life. But we do know that everybody probably haven't, you know, gotten themselves vaccinated and all. And, just, you know, just, however you feel about that, just be careful because the disease still is not going to go away. COVID's still not going to go away. It's still out there. And if you're not protected, you can still catch it and you can possibly, possibly still die from it, you know, and you can also still spread Wait, it. Are we talking about magic again? <laughs> no, <laughs> not magic. No, no. not I tell time. you what, the but, itch, the itch on your crotch will go away before the COVID goes away. So just think about that. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. I was trying to give some really good info, but you take what you want from that. Let me go ahead and just pass it right over. To uh, how about you, uh, Simon Street? What you want to tell the good people out there? No, nah, I was going to say a little bit what you're saying, man. Just just be safe out there. Um, and if you decide to take your mask off, just remember what the report says. And I'm not here to tell you what to do. I just want to make sure that you understood the basic what was said. If you have had been vaccinated, you can take your mask off. It's recommended you can. So you might want to be smart in the same vein of people to get in their car and they drive might be important for you to have a license, you know, with you, just in case you ever need to show it. So the same should be said with your vaccination. That if you do and that's your choice and you want to take your mask off, fine. You're entitled to, apparently. Just make sure you're smart and have your damn uh, card with you, laminated, something. But other than that, thank you so much, everybody, for, uh, you know, uh, supporting. <laughs> and we appreciate it. And, um, you know, hey, be safe out there. All right, all right. Sand City, what you want to tell the people? Papers, please. <laughs> Simon. Hmm? Papers, please. My papers? Yes. Oh, I got I got the digital right here because I did it All today because right. I was thinking about it. That's great. Better you than I. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us in the chat. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, all the stuff that you guys do. Um, we do this for you. So thank you. Uh, special shout out to all the brave men and women out there uh, serving this country on lands, both foreign and domestic. Um, you make a, you make it possible for us to do this. So thank you. And last but not least, repsports.com, reppsports.com. Go there for all of your pre-workout weight loss and energy drink needs. Repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Awesome. Thank you much for that, Sin City. And Matt Michaels, uh, you have the final word. Um, yeah. That's um <laughs> seriously. Um I'm I'm all I can think about is uh the um uh, Dalmatian pattern on Charlotte's top and how it looked like puppies. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Puppies. Oh boy. Taking it back to the king in uh JR days, I see. I'm just wondering well, where you're I'm, gonna take it after the show is off the air. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying, man, you know, she can put me in a figure four any time of day. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> so can Rick, by the way. If Rick, if you're you know You say so can Rick. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll take Space Mountain every once in a while. Why not? Oh, my lord. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening and um, and everyone for hanging out with us in the chat. Uh, this is Tuesday's podcast. That means tomorrow's 
Wednesday's podcast will end up being the Falco Files. Make sure you listen to it. It's going to be great. They're going to talk about what happened this past weekend and what's going to be coming up. I mean, we're back at it, guys. It's it's we're 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 back getting ready to attend shows and and um, and just enjoy what we've always loved wrestling. So make sure you tune in and um, you know we're going to do our best to keep you entertained. With that, take it easy. We see you next week. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.